Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... Oh, this is college football playoff Kurt again. We're back. I'm back. You on Twitter? Yeah, I haven't changed that Twitter handle. It's still at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the podcast and sharing. We appreciate every click that you give us uh, as far as the podcast is concerned. One, know a quick little stat about Jeffrey the Greek? Let's hear it. I have eaten a slice of pumpkin pie six days in a row. <laughs> I have probably not taken six bites of pumpkin pie in my life. <laughs> of course, we're on the opposite side here. <laughs> Don't like pumpkin pie? Cannot stand pumpkin oh pie. Oh my God, I love pumpkin Nothing pie. Nothing pumpkin at all. At all? Nope. Um, are you, for any other pie, are you a... I'd go pecan. Hey, I got nothing against pecan pie. I like pie. a pecan pie. Um, pecan pie. Pecan pie. That's from, uh, what movie is that? I don't know. What is uh, that? Uh, it'll come to me in a little bit. Um, when Harry Met Sally. There it was. Oh. Um, may I please partake of your pecan pie? <laughs> there you go. That waiter, uh, there's too much pepper in, in my paprikash. paprikash. Um, anyways, are you, as far as uh, the, the topping, are you ready whip or cool whip? Cool Whip? Um, gosh, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was never into cool or the uh, whipped cream either. Really? No, not really. We're from two different planets for food. That's all there <laughs> for is. For food. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So as we always say on every at the end of a previous podcast, our next podcast is going to be really short. This one will not go over 37 minutes. I guarantee that. And I can guarantee it. It's going to. But uh, Actually, the over-under here I'm guessing is more like... 52. 52? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take the over. Yeah. But we'll see. I think I'm going to take the over, too. Okay. <laughs> but it's a pretty good over-under. Yeah, I think so. Our goal is to actually go under, I think. Uh, yeah. On this one. Yeah, on this yeah. one. Keep it short and sweet. Okay. When when there's seven Big Ten versus Big Ten games, you know, it's, it's more tough. like a hour 10, hour and 15 is the goal. But anyways, okay. So we have, obviously, one contest to go over, but there is a... A lot of housekeeping items and just general college football nuggets to go through. Housekeeping? No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping? Yeah, let's let's file the next whatever, however long it takes, 20, 30 minutes under housekeeping. Got a lot of topics here. We'll just start with some transfer portal news. Northwestern wide receiver. This can't possibly be correct, can it? Bennett Skoranek, the team captain, is in the transfer portal. Am I reading that right? How is this happening? If you made a team of players that you would have never thought would have gotten to the transfer portal. He'd be my starting wide receiver. He would be my starting wide receiver. I, that one blew my mind. Me too. And I get the idea that the, they don't have a good quarterback to throw the ball to him. But I don't care. that I, Nothing screams team more than the Northwestern Wildcats. What is going on in Fitzyland here? And Skoranek being, again, the the lead dog of the, what you picture for that stuff. That team right. factor, what, what keeps them together, what gets them to win games when you feel like they shouldn't is because of that stuff. Of, does, does something like this, one player leaving, tear at that fabric? It's, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a chink in the armor now. I think so. Yeah. And it, another question is, is he that good? Like, is he definitely getting picked up by a higher level team to be their wide receiver? I mean, I think he's going to make a transition to a, a mid-level power five team. I don't see why not. Okay. 
He's not going to go to a Clemson or something like that. But that's your guess. I would think so. I don't know why not. Okay. And don't you? It'll think, be interesting to see where it lands. Don't you think their passing game would have been a little better with him this year if he, if he had been there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would I mean, have been he, a little bit better with you know different play calls, a better quarterback, and a better offensive line as well. Yeah, and I guess better other receivers and you know yeah, and a lot of other things. But long story short, again, we'll get into this stuff in the off season, but this does not bode well for the future of the Northwestern offense. Yeah, it's weird. It's just it. Really took me by surprise. Moving yeah. on, Rutgers quarterback Art Sikowski was in the portal, has now left the portal. He's staying at Rutgers. Very quick in and out of the portal. You, you know, don't see that. That's the thing that I'm wondering here. It's, he was really quick in and out, so maybe he had a destination in mind, and he contacted them, and they said, eh, we're kind of full right now. And so then he now, just that's said. That's interesting. I thought it, I took it more just as Shiano got back on board, so mm. Sikowski came back. Yeah, but he has no connection to Shiano. But he at least knows that it'll bring in a certain amount of calming. Maybe, maybe that's all it was. Um, I don't know. We touched on a little bit with Shiano. Can you give me a little bit more thoughts on on Greg Shiano? My personal thoughts on Shiano? Do yeah. we want to move on to, to Shiano? Yeah, let's just – well, I, I feel like it's a good transition. If you want to come yeah. back to – okay. Okay, so Shiano, as we know, we've – Reported already, eight-year, $32 million contract to be Rutgers' head coach again. Um, he, I guess what he wanted was 100% guaranteed money for that eight years, like all $32 million guaranteed, and that's where the negotiations initially fell apart. But now um, 76.875% is guaranteed. Okay. So they kind of compromised there. Um, and oh, he, wouldn't that be fun to be in, to sit in that room? Oh, it would be awesome for those negotiations. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, so they, he gave in on his demands. Now, what is my overall thought on Shiano to Rutgers? I think it's a good hire. I approve. Um, a couple of reasons here. Could they have done better than Greg Shiano? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. If he gets them to build facilities, that's already a good hire. I mean, this is something they've been reluctant to do, right? If he gets them to build a football-only facility, which is something you have to have these days to compete, that's already way to go, Rutgers. Because as you say, a football f- facility doesn't necessarily bring in the recruits. But but if it, you don't have it, it they're it, not coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So, what is your thought? Um, this was the th- this was the thought that I had. It's more of a, a question or a topic that was brought up. In Twitter, it was it was in it was in DMs. Okay, a group chat. Okay, um, definitely not going to call this Rutgers person out because that would be horrible. But essentially, the question was posed to this Rutgers fan: "What's your expectations?" And he said, eight wins by the third year." Mm. And See, my and the general answer was, "Does that mean total wins I, yeah. by three years?" Like, right. let's be honest. What do you think they'll be closer to? Eight wins total by the end of his third year in Piscataway, or will he be eight and four by he's, his? He's not going to be eight and four. Okay. And so a big part of being a college football fan is knowing who your program is. And to me, you know, it's not the Big East anymore. You're in the Big Ten. The expectations could have been eight wins when you're back in the Big Big East, but that's just not going to happen, especially when you're in the Big Ten East. So. For me, if I'm a Rutgers fan, I just want to get to a bowl game a couple times out of five years. That's the goal. So a lot of good stuff you just said right there. One thing you said is part of being a college football fan is knowing where you're at in the universe. Yeah. 
I happen to believe that seven to nine percent of college football fans actually know where their team is in the universe. It's probably right, right. And I am continually amazed at how crazy college football fans are for the expectation of their program. Rutgers here in this case, I honestly think they are just applying the past to the future, which is, well, he did it in the past. He's going to do it again. Completely forgetting about the fact that they were in a watered-down, borderline awful Big Ten or uh, Big, Big East, East, yeah. And now they're in the Big Ten East, at which, let's be honest, you're never going to beat the top three. Okay, maybe Michigan State is falling back down and they're vulnerable. They are never going to beat Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. That's three automatic losses every year. Not consistently. You could Ohio State at the present time. Well, in all honesty, I got to throw Michigan. No, I got to throw Penn State in there, too. I just do not. I, it, They're never going to beat those teams. What I was trying to get at is you catch one of those teams on a really bad day, four turnover, something like that. But Man, I'm not saying literally never, but out of those three teams, what, like in a 10-year span, can you expect to win more than one of those games? One. About one. That's a really good question. Because they have beaten Michigan. Yeah. That is a really good question. Rutgers from now moving forward, 10 years. So that's that's 30 games yep. total versus Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. What would Vegas set the over-under at for how many wins they would I mean, get? it's going to be, I would say, one and a half, one somewhere and a half. around there. That's a, that's a really good Don't question. you think? And oh, by the way, if they get the Wisconsin's and well, Iowa's yeah, that's the and, other thing. And, and, you know, Minnesota's on the other side, Nebraska, you know, like it's not like it's not like just those three teams is it. There, there's going to be two or three other really good teams on your schedule sure. that you're going to play. Right. So to get to eight and four, you're going to, you're going to lose those three teams. You got to, you got to beat Maryland. You got to beat Indiana. You got to beat Michigan state. And then you're probably going to lose one of the crossovers. And there's, there's your eight and four. And obviously you're scheduling three wins. You have absolutely have the, to keep scheduling UMass and North Texas and those types of teams. Absolutely have to keep doing that. It's just crazy. Like the thing that I would say is that Shiano is a good hire, but it wasn't the only potential coach that could make the program look better. I mean, they, no, the way absolutely they looked not. at it as it was Shiano or kill the program, I never got no, behind that. No, because you could, like I said on a previous cast, I, I was all in favor of like really rolling the dice and going down a level because it didn't sound like a whole lot of G5 people wanted the job. Go down to Division Two and find a guy that's just absolutely crushing it, a young guy Correct. with a lot of energy, and just see what happens. And what I'm saying is... Offensive-minded, too. Right. And what I'm saying is that still could be the correct path that they, it might they be. should have taken. We don't know what's going to happen here. Right. I mean, it's been a long time since Shiano. 2011 was the last time he was coaching. So let's go over his record before. He was 68-67 and 67 overall. In those 11 years, went to six bowls. Now, keeping in mind, the first four years, he was it was totally rebuilding. Right. They weren't even competitive till their fifth year. So you can't, because of course, Clay Travis is being Clay Travis and throwing stuff out there. Sure. But you, when you look at a total record for a coach like this, you, it's such BS. It's, it's not telling the whole story. No. You got to throw at least the first two, if not three years out. Right, and and he had four. It took him four four throwaway years. The fifth year is when they started competing. In their six bowls, they were five and one. Uh, and then, so once he got them competitive, 
he only had one down year. It was four and eight in 2010, and he had an 11 and two season in, in 2006. I think it was like a Thursday night game versus Louisville. Yes, versus, I remember okay. that game, and I remember uh, being excited to watch a Rutgers team and how. Crazy oh, I was that excited was. too. That was um, oh, who is the the? I'm trying to think of the name of the kicker. Wasn't it the same name as the O.J. Simpson judge? <laughs> Ito. Yeah, I think it Ito. was Ito. Yeah, yeah, and I remember him kicking a big field goal and pointing at the 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 camera overhead. Was that Louisville, though? I'm, now I'm starting it, to question if that was Louisville. I think it, it was, was a huge game. Yeah, it, was it was an awesome game. game. Yeah. I, I was excited to watch it. Ray Rice, I think, was on that team. So speaking yep. of Ray Rice, a uh, couple things. This guy can recruit. Even when he was at Rutgers in the Big East, he was getting four- and five-star players. He got – I went back and counted. Now, I counted the 2012 class because he recruited all those guys. You're they talking Shiano. Shiano. You said Ray Rice. That was confusing me for a second there. But Oh, okay. Well, I was mentioning Ray Rice because right. he's on the Again. team. But yep. Shiano, he, he's a recruiter. Uh, went back and looked at the recruiting results. Yeah. He put a he got around He got Jersey. five five – or I'm sorry, three five-star players in his time there. And four stars, he got 23 of them total. Granted, 11 years. But Tom Savage, a quarterback, was a huge get for him. Kenny Britt. Uh, and then the, these following guys weren't even four and five star. Ray Rice, Muhammad Sanu, Gary Nova was a, another good one. The McCourty twins. All those guys came from his program. So the guy can get players and he can evaluate too. As far as coaching street, uh, tree, Mario Cristobal, P.J. Flack, Kyle Flood, Daryl Hazel, Bill Cubitt. So the guy has accomplished a lot. The only thing that is odd to me is what the heck happened last year as the defensive coordinator for Ohio State yeah. going from away from Shiano to the new staff has been like night and day. What's up with that? Like uh, that he, was, was, he was just thinking too much. He okay. was coaching too much. Okay. I think he probably learned a lot from that. Okay. I mean, he's probably, let's be honest, he's probably going to have to coach a lot at Rutgers. So maybe that'll work at Rutgers, but why not just let your players play when you're at Ohio State? Uh, okay, moving on. James Franklin has been rumored to be associated in talks with both Florida State and USC. Which is ironic because USC is still not open. Last I checked, Clay Helton is still the head coach. I fell coach for there. that. There was a Twitter you know, wildfire out there that Helton got fired, texted yep. to somebody. Oh, no, not actually true. Yeah, you really got to be careful on Twitter these days. You got you to give it <laughs> a little bit of time to get verified. At least three and a half minutes. Yes. You know? <laughs> I want it to. Once you see something, okay, I'm going to wait three and a half minutes. Um, I guess there, you know, there's still a debate out there on how good of a coach James Franklin is across college football. Then there's a debate within the Penn State fan base on how good of a coach James Franklin is. To me, it seems like the sane, rooted Penn State fans understand James Franklin has done a lot of good stuff and should they want him to stay. Uh, the quote or the uh, stat that my boy Perkins gave me, Penn State, 10 win seasons from 2000 to 2015, okay. three of them. And okay. Penn State seasons since James Franklin has been there in 2016, three of them. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, he's doing work. He Do is. I think there's some game day stuff that he could be a little bit better at? Yes. Yeah. But the overall recruiting and just feel of the football program is very, very good. Yeah, healthy program. Um, yes, he could be a little better on game day, but you know what? No coach is perfect. And I think we're going to find out a lot next year because don't you think they're building towards next year? They were over top of their season total for wins this but, year. So he, he overachieved. Them, correct. This year he overachieved. Maybe you could make a point that last year there was a bit of an underachieving, but not this year. 
But yes, next year is going to be huge for him. Yeah, I think we'll learn a lot. Yep. So want to move on to the bowl projections? Yeah, we can do that. Um, not much changed. The top four spots, the exact same Ohio State. One, LSU, two, Clemson, three, Georgia, four. Uh, the cool things that happened was Alabama got absolutely brought down to earth. They're all the way outside the top ten. I believe, which was cra- I, I'm shocked that they dropped that far. Me too. I didn't think I'd ever see the day no. like that. I would think they would have to. I thought it would be honestly post Saban that they would ever be outside the top ten. Yeah, yeah, me too. They haven't been outside the top ten in over ten in ten years. That's crazy. I mean, they've barely been outside the top five. I know. It I mean it has been insane. Um, Wisconsin goes all the way up to eight as far as Big Ten teams. Penn State at ten, so the Big Ten still has. Three teams in the top 10. Michigan at 14. They only dropped a spot. Iowa moved up just a bit to 16. And then the Gophers drop all the way down to 18. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty drastic drop. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Yes. How so? Okay, let me put my tinfoil hat on here. Conspiracy theory. Okay. I don't know what the hard fast rule is. I tried hard to figure it out, but there is something to the effect of the Rose Bowl can take whoever they want to take, but not if there is a big gap between whoever the second best team in the Big Ten is to the third or the fourth. Point being is there's nothing. So hold on, between the second and third. Okay. So we're in this exercise. We are saying that. The Big Ten knows that Ohio State is going to go on. Sure, the we're assuming they're in the college football playoff. So out of the Rose Bowl, forget about them in the Rose Bowl. And we're also assuming in this case that Ohio State wins on Saturday. Okay, like like right. Vegas predicts them to win. Yes. So at this point, you are deciding between the second to third or fourth best team in the Big Ten. It does not say that the Rose Bowl has to take the runner up. Right. As in, sure, the I Big get Ten that. Championship. Yeah, yeah loser. I get that. So in this scenario uh, string theory right Dif- different you know parallel universe if minnesota is thought of universally better and and still ranked in the top 10 very much the rose bowl could take minnesota in that case but here's my problem what with i'm that. saying here is the fix is in to drop minnesota that low so that's not even a choice for the rose bowl anymore but do you think the rose bowl would honestly okay Penn State and Wisconsin are going to finish ahead of Minnesota in the rankings, right? Don't yes. you think? Yes. Is there really any way that doesn't happen? No, there's no way. That They're happens. not going to drop all the way down to, to Minnesota and grab them for the Rose Bowl. It's just not going to happen. But that's my whole point. Have If they weren't that if they low. Were, even if they were 10, as long as there was two teams in, ahead okay, of them, that's how you they're not going to. Yeah, there's no way they're going to the Rose Bowl. And there's no way they're going to a, a New Year's Six either. So at that point, who cares where you're ranked? But the higher you're ranked, the then you have to be ranked in the top 12 to get one of the at-large bids in order to get one. So, But again, they're not getting a New Year's Six because there's too many Big Ten teams ahead of them. Yeah. I think we're kind of talking about the same thing, but my whole point is Minnesota, Nebraska, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Penn State, and Wisconsin are all 10-2. and two. Yeah, I, I understand and that. And Minnesota beat Penn State. Sure, you but, know, but you know they lo- they lost late, which always drops you back further. And, and Wisconsin yep. won the head to head, so I'm. It's there's no way that I don't care how high you rank them, they're not jumping to get into the Rose Bowl. They're not jumping to get into a New Year's Six. So at that point, 
who gives a crap if you're going to the Outback or the Alamo or whatever it is? In fact, you, I would, if I'm the Gophers, I'd rather be ranked lower at that point so I have a better chance winning my bowl game. You're gonna yeah. gonna get a lower match team to go against. Well, we'll get into that with the matchups because that's that's one way of looking. I don't think I'm disagreeing with anything you're saying here. I'm just trying to bring stuff up more for you know the art of conversation on a college football podcast. I just thought but, it was strange that the Gophers were really ticked off about that. It, I don't see it affecting anything really. But you're not a Gopher fan. <laughs> it's <laughs> just a number, man. Who cares? It. But the other thing too is this: if they lose their bowl game, could we see them get dr- like? dropped all the way out of the top 25 well see now that would be unfortunate and yeah i guess it's possible i still don't think that would happen but in the end it's going to be an ap or coaches vote so it's not gonna be college football playoffs so really you have to pay more attention to where minnesota's at in the ap but you want to finish the season absolutely ranked and if so let me ask you this yeah if you lose a game being ranked 18th as opposed to lose a game being ranked 12th what's a better chance that matters yeah so it matters that does matter absolutely and on but top do of you the, think it, they're not going to rank a ten and three team if they end up losing their bowl game? We will see. I think they still. Will I be. hope. I would think not, but I can't say it with one hundred percent confidence. Another thing I'd like to say too, I just have a power five over group of five uh, superiority complex. I don't know how I'm going to say it. Yeah, because um, Memphis was ranked seventeenth. But again, the top ranked G five is going to get an automatic New Year's six bid. So it doesn't matter where. Uh, Minnesota is in relation to Memphis. That it's irrelevant. I'm just saying Minnesota would be 11 and one or 12 and zero if they had Memphis's uh, schedule. Yeah, I don't know who Memphis lost to. They Was did. it one of their conference? Uh, Memphis's biggest win, I believe, is is UCF. Well, let, let's be honest. The Gophers would at least be 11 and one at this point. Correct. At least, right? That's my whole point. But probably undefeated. Yep. Um, All right. I thought. Okay. One, one thing. Utah at five was awesome. Loved seeing that. I am going to be a huge Ute fan this weekend against Oregon. Would like them to win, hoping that Georgia loses so they can jump over Georgia. Oklahoma at six was great. I'm not sure if I want them to beat Baylor or not, because I wouldn't mind having Oklahoma in, but we've already seen it so many times. I'd rather have the Utes in. Okay. So if Oklahoma lost and Georgia lost, boom, the Utes are in. That's ex- that, And that's exactly the lineup I want. Which fits perfectly into the next part that I wanted to talk about uh, is complaining about the the idiot that's on ESPN. I'm not going to say his name, but he looks like a taxi cab driving down the road with two doors open on, on each side. Um, what he said is, let's be honest, nobody in America wants to see Utah get into the college football playoff. And then he paused and goes, I do. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Utah? And he says it like, like Utah is just beneath us all. Oh yeah, college football. How could fans. they? They don't play. It's not real football in Utah. And of course, this person is on the Four Letter Network. And of course, what he's talking about is what annoys most people. He only wants to see blue bloods and and especially from the SEC, SEC yeah. in there. Yeah. And that's what he is openly campaigning for. Yeah. It's like what 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 douche nozzles on. Twitter say doesn't make any difference. Like if somebody that's got, I don't mean to be a follower dude, but somebody has got 84 followers and he's an SE. I don't care what that person says, you know? Right. But when somebody that's a talking, you know, head on a major network, this is, this, this is campaigning for a conference and for teams and for a, a thought process. It's bad for college football. What's good for college football 
is a couple more teams here and there getting in. Fresh teams. I mean, and and fresh conference representation. We've only had Washington out of the Pac-12. I just want to. I just want to see another team. Give me some variety here. Oregon's been into. Oregon. Oregon that's right. Okay. Touche. But yeah, the point being is, and uh, we talked about this on the previous podcast, but different Twitter polls that I've seen from like you know college football accounts that we follow, where they say you know assuming Oregon or excuse me, uh, assuming Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson get in, who do you want to see for the fourth team? And they always throw out the same teams: Georgia. Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor. Yep. Almost without hesitation, Utah is the is the number one team. And what's not to like about Utah? They play great defense. They've got an excellent quarterback. They got a fantastic running back. I mean, come on, who, who who doesn't want to watch that? I'm with you. I want to watch it. Yeah, I've watched them a couple of times. They're fun to watch. Um, Unfortunately, the only time I watched them like for a full game was against USC. USC. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of that's it. That's what a lot of people are going off of. Um, a lot of the reaction on Twitter was essentially, yeah, great, I want Utah in until the middle of the second quarter when they get boat raced for the rest of the game. Now, I've seen that from SEC fans. Quite honestly, I've seen it from Ohio isn't State that fans. Pretty but much let me, what we've been seeing in the college football playoffs. Isn't, isn't that the standard? Is the, the, the semis are always shitty games. Exactly my point that I was trying to make. Thank you. Um, and then the final. There has been a gigantic gap between the top two teams, and the rest of the field. It doesn't matter if right. you picked whoever the third to seventh team was the last couple of years. They were going to get boat rest. This year it seems like three. So my point is, if if one of the teams, because my next thing is, well, who, who are you going to put in there? You know, we're, we're going under the assumption, and I think what globally we're talking about here is we, want, we only want to see the SEC, SEC get one team in, right? Uh, yeah, for we sure. We want to clean four teams from four, from four conferences. Okay. Yeah. So we all want, you know, that people that want to see that. Obviously, Badger fans are not going to feel this way, but we want Ohio State, LSU, um, uh, Clemson, Clemson, and and then and Utah or Oklahoma or Oklahoma doesn't matter. In, Either one. That's what we want. That's what I want. Okay. But so, I prefer the Utes just because they haven't been there yet. Yeah. Uh, to go over the games real quick, we're not gonna. Like break them down, obviously, but I'm, I'm assuming most people know the Pac-12 game is on Friday night. That's a, that's at seven o'clock. The Utes are favored by six and a half. Hmm. Okay. Saturday, the first game out to watch for college football implications is eleven o'clock. That's the Big Twelve. So that's Baylor, uh, Oklahoma Sooners by a nine in that game. Is wow. They're favored. Okay. Uh, then we got the afternoon game, which is Georgia LSU. So this is the biggest game of the day to me because sure. and then obviously uh Clemson Virginia is at night um Clemson but favored by 28 and a half wow. in that game. Ooh. So obviously LSU in any way shape or form beating Georgia locks in LSU's already in is the problem. Yeah, I think so. If it's a close game If it's a close game they lose they're still in. They'll be four. And so is Georgia. And Georgia will be in, yes. So I know you don't like LSU fans, or but we I've are, had some we personal are experiences with them. But we are we are Tiger fans I, on Saturday afternoon. Go Tigers! G E A U X. And then another thing too, um, I do like with the fact that the game that I would least want to watch in all of these games is Clemson Virginia. Yeah, 
and it's on the same time as the Big Ten. Right. So it works hey, perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It works perfectly. The, the someone other thing should too, talk did, to the Big Ten schedulers. Yeah. Whoever like, this set how you do this it. up. Yeah. This is how you do it. Uh, by the way, I don't know if we talk about those. Virginia getting in to the conference championship, that's – did we say that last seven teams in seven years? Seven teams in seven years, which is fantastic. I love that. How crazy is that? I mean, you granted, I don't think any of them have won. Have no, they? But, but it's it's pretty crazy. It's it? amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what you're cheering for on Friday night and Saturday. Um, definitely, we're all Utah fans. Whatever, Oklahoma or Baylor, right? Doesn't really matter. Does, just give me, yeah, a, just give care. me a a real true winner in that game. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Um, and then go LSU. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bulls. Bulls. You wanna? Yeah. Or do you have a different housekeeping? No, I don't. Yeah. All right. So nobody really knows with these bulls, but it's coming a little bit clearer. The only thing that ever makes me nervous about when you see bull projections is that these the people that project them are not taking into effect of how if a school has been to a specific bowl in the last two or sometimes three years, they're blocked out of that bowl. You don't think the projections are taking that into account? I don't think they do a good job of taking that into okay. account. Because I see a ton of times where obviously I know Iowa, sure. the, and they, they will slot them into a bowl, and I'm like, they can't be in that bowl, so sure. you're going to have to do something different. Yeah, like There's Ill- no way. Like Illinois in the Rose, you know, when right. keeps projecting them there, and it's like, nah, <laughs> that don't make sense. Um, so... Kind of tough to break this down. I guess the best way to do it is chronologically. Okay. So it looks like the first team that will be up playing for the Big Ten is Sparty in the Pinstripe Bowl. So that is on December 27th. That's a Friday. Okay. And they are, it is, these are, I, this is kind of a, a conglomeration of three different ones I looked at. So that, okay. This, this is, somewhat of a you know it's greeks boiled down version of three different sources on, correct on and even then i've got a couple teams that i'm throwing out but uh sparty versus wake forest yeah that is a that's a potential okay right there sparty in the claw fence all right yeah, there you go so that would be that, that would be pretty interesting i interesting think and, and it would excite me if that happened because that means illinois would not be in the pinstripe bowl correct yeah that'd be nice uh, next one up would be the same day on uh, Friday, December 27th, the Holiday Bowl, Iowa versus Washington. Iowa again, huh? Yeah. That, that what do you mean it, by that? Haven't they been in the Holiday Bowl? No. They oh. have not been in the Holiday Bowl since 1991. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Why was I thinking? What's the one they keep getting then? Outback. The Outback. Okay. Yeah. No, we, the Iowa fans have not been to Southern California as far so as it'd be great it. for Iowa fans. I'm yeah, sure they'd enjoy that. Not cheap flights there. What do you think about Washington, which is the the? Well, I it's a good matchup, right? Yeah. I just the whole Peterson going out in a blaze of glory thing. Uh, so you'd be scared of Peterson, it. like coaching his last game and the players being really fired up. And that's what the entire storyline is going to be about. Yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. But someone's got to play him. Uh, next up would be chronologically. December 28th, which would be the next day, Saturday. A lot of projections. Cotton Bowl, Wisconsin. Okay. One of the teams I've seen them play, because it's it's the at-large bowl, Memphis. So they oh, would get the group man. of five team. Which has happened before. They got Western Michigan a few they years T- ago. They got TCU in the Rose. One yeah, year. but TCU kind of yeah. showed them who was boss. Well, it was a close game. It was a close but, game. Yeah. But, but they. But I, I know think it's... Badger- see, what I like about this is... Group of five teams are typically disinterested in stopping the run. Yeah. 
could Jonathan Taylor go off for 400 yards rushing? That's what I'd be cheering for. I mean, it'd be reason to watch it, though, right? Yeah, if he plays. Okay. Uh, then, chronologically speaking, the day of the Cotton Bowl, that Saturday the 28th, that's when the college football playoff is. Okay. So the college football playoff this year is kind of in the middle of the bowl season, if you will. I yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but... I got nothing against it. Okay. So... Obviously, we're projecting Ohio State to go to the – they're going to the college football playoff, even if they somehow sure. found Even if they lose, yeah. Um, if they win out, I believe they will be one. However, people like, a lot of times like to throw out, there's no difference if you're one or two. Oh, This year there is. This year there is. This year there is. I, I would t- totally agree with that in most years. But you don't want to be the two-team playing Clemson when you could be the one-team playing Utah – Oklahoma, who well, it's not gonna be Georgia, but there you go. Yeah, could be now. If Georgia beats LSU, that would one hundred percent wrap up Ohio State being the number one seed. Yeah, that would probably move Clemson to two. Georgia would be three. Oh, now that would be and cool. then LSU would be four. So our that is a potential. I'd be fine with that. It's better. It's better, but I'd still like to see. The SEC only get one team in. I would too, because again, different blood. Utah. I will say LSU is technically different blood. Yeah, that's for the true. College football playoff. Uh, you know, if I, if I had to pick an SEC team to represent, that's the one I would want. Those are the matchups right now to me. I would say the most common one would be number one Ohio State versus number four Utah, number two LSU versus number three Clemson. That is an incredible amount of games right there. Oh, those those are great. The what would I would see switch it out the most is if Georgia does beat LSU. I think that drops LSU to four because at that point probably LSU, you probably have to drop them. LSU and Georgia would both be twelve and one. Georgia would have the head to head and the SEC championship. And there's no way you could put them over an undefeated Ohio, Ohio State, State or, or Clemson. Clemson, right? Yeah. So one Ohio State versus LSU. And Clemson versus Georgia. That's interesting stuff right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on through the Bulls. Then, chronologically speaking, Red Box Bowl on a Monday, December 30th. we got the Illinois Fighting Illini. By the way, nine bowl eligible teams for the Big Ten. I meant okay, to say so that before. Should I pull open my Delta app right now I and think start booking? Yeah. San Fran. That's the one I want. Yeah. I, I thought we blew it with Northwestern last week. I thought that would knock us out. There, There is still some projections moving stuff around yeah. a little bit. Um, the pinstripe, I think, is still very much there for uh, it's, uh, that's Illinois the, it, I, Of the three that they've been mentioned in, that's the only one I don't want. I'd, I'd be fine going to Detroit. I really want to go to Santa Clara, but I do not want to go to New York and sit outside. So you are – okay, so it's – but the bowl in general, the toilet is underneath New York. I get it. For, for everything except for the three and a half hours that you're watching the football game. I'm telling you, I'm not sitting outside in New York. So are you still debating going to this game? It's going to depend on some personal stuff. Okay. If the personal stuff happens, I am definitely going to either Detroit or Santa Clara. If New York happens, I'm probably just going to not go. Cheap flights available into the toilet. I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not a bad way to do it. Hey, why not? Watch and I, where you're going. Dude, I remember... My previous job, the, the my manager was from Detroit, so he would fly me into Detroit for training stuff. And I said, I want to go see Motown. So he took me yeah. west out of downtown. And, dude, I've never been to Baghdad, Iraq, Ooh. but I got to think that's kind of what it looks like. I've, I've seen that neighborhood in St. Louis. 
Okay. Um, Illinois, Cal is the opponent. California is the opponent I mean, that I've seen. I, I don't, I'm not excited to play them because I think Cal is probably the better team and would probably win, and they'd have a ton of fans there, and Illinois would not. But a good matchup. Yeah. I like it. I think, I mean, Red Box, Cal, again, proverbial go back to August. You'd have signed up for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Next up, then we get into the big boy Bulls, and we go to the Rose Bowl. I do think Penn State will be who's at the Rose Bowl. I do think Utah. But let me ask you about that. So Penn State has been to the Rose Bowl recently. Wisconsin has not been there as recently. Why would they not select Wisconsin? I think there is definitely a model that would show Penn State and Wisconsin getting flopped out here, where Penn State goes to the Cotton and Wisconsin. I think so. I, I, I do think how Wisconsin looks on Saturday night will play into this. Yeah, that's process. a good point. That's true. Okay. But, but you bring up a good point. Yeah, continue. Uh, I do think Cal or uh, Utah will beat Oregon. So the runner up would go to the Rose Bowl. So most likely Oregon playing okay. either Penn State or Wisconsin right here. I have them slotted as Penn State. Okay. Also, January 1st, the Citrus Bowl. So we got the Michigan Wolverines playing the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, now that would be a good matchup right there. Now I would love that one. We're getting into the Citrus Outback and Gator. These are all Big Ten versus SEC okay. wars. You could kind of move around these teams to a certain degree, yeah. especially who the Big Ten teams are playing, and it, it could be the case. Okay? Right. Next one up would be the Outback Bowl. Okay. Minnesota Golden Gophers yeah. playing the Auburn Tigers. Ooh, there that, are projections saying Alabama could actually fall to the Outback Bowl. See, now that would be Gophers. fun, too. I'd okay. love to see the Gophers play them. Ask the Gopher fan today, what do you think? And he, he stopped and said, we want Bama. <laughs> I tell you what, when... It, stop, I, stop right now. Question. Uh-huh. If you're a Gopher fan, do you want Bama in the Outback Bowl? Yeah, I okay. think so. Why not? I mean, they're, they're kind of vulnerable right now. If you lose, you lose. Yeah, you who cares? Bama? You're supposed to lose. Yeah. And if you win, you win. Okay. You know, what, I have to go all the way back to 2001 to have a similar comparison when Illinois was 10-1, and one, won the Big Ten. And I remember telling a buddy of mine, I want the best team possible. I, mean, I want I want to play Miami. And he, like, his eyes, like, lit up. He's like, no, 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 you don't want to play Miami. I'm like, yes, I do. I want to. So, yeah, I, if I'm a Gopher fan, I, I would want to kind of okay. play Alabama. Okay. I, I think so. Um. I do think it would be interesting to see that passing attack up against the Auburn defense. On the other side, seeing the Minnesota passing attack against the not very good Alabama yeah. defense, also interesting. Right. Yeah, first thing I thought about was that, that Auburn defensive line. Then another one that is out there, this will be the last bowl eligible team, is the Gator Bowl. In this case, they have we have Indiana, the Hoosiers, mm. into the Gator Bowl, eight wins to play Tennessee. Oh, man, I would love that. A little bit of regional going on there. A little bit. I mean, bit, it's and, not a long ways from Bloomington to And unfortunately, Penix. Oh, wait, not, or, uh, not Knoxville. Knoxville, sorry. Um, unfortunately, uh, Penix is injured because he was originally a Tennessee commit. That would have been a nice little storyline there. Look at you going deep cuts there. But, man, I think I, I would really favor the Hoosiers in that one. One would think uh, there's, an, there's more models out there that would say that Minnesota would play Tennessee. In either yeah, I mean, I the guess Outback or Gator. If you're Minnesota, that would be pretty um, desirable, too, because yeah. i got to think that Minnesota wins that one fairly easy. The desire that 
the desirable outcome that Minnesota wants the most is to win the bowl game, to take away, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, sure. it would be great to beat Alabama. That would be incredible. It would be way worse to lose to Alabama 28 to 14, as opposed to beating Tennessee in any way possible, Yeah, you know, sure. or whoever the SEC opponent is. And the one thing you don't want to do is get uh, Purdue'd. Like they did last year. Do you know what I'm saying? Against Auburn. That's the one thing you don't want to happen. I And obviously Purdue got Purdued by Auburn. <laughs> they in got the Purdued. Game. Um, not, not, not seeing that from these matchups. I don't think so. Point being is, you just, yeah, I think you just made it for me. That's not how you want to end the season. No. To, for Minnesota to have been at the near highs of highs, to get beat by Wisconsin and to get boat raced by anybody – yeah. Really bad feeling. I don't see them getting boat raced. I don't either. Okay. All right. That gets through the bulls. Okay. Let's move on to some Dustin Shooty power rankings since we forgot them again on the last cast. So Dustin Shooty, of course, at Saturday tradition. Hopefully when we forget him, it doesn't incite <laughs> spicy Shooty. Boy, he was getting some serious flack on Twitter today. Did, yeah. you, did you see him? I think he just loves it, though. So. He does. He yeah. embraces it. Yep. But boy, I don't know. Something about him incites some pretty... Angry tweets. I think it's because he backs things up with facts. Oh, yeah. People don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) That offends. Yes. Okay, so the shooty power rankings starting at 14, of course, Rutgers 2 and 10. At 13, Maryland at 3 and 9. I'm going to draw a line there. Move on to Northwestern at 12. I think Northwestern is a better team than both of those, don't you? Yeah. But they're probably in their own category. Maybe you could put Purdue there. Purdue's next at 11, 4 and 8. And then Nebraska at 10, 5, and 7. I put Purdue and Nebraska together. Yep. Purdue beat Nebraska head-to-head. Very close record. 4 and 8, 5, and 7, right? Yeah, and I think both those teams are better than Northwestern. Yes. There's a, yeah. No doubt. Okay, so then moving on to the next tier at number 9, Michigan State at 6 and 6. Illinois at 6 and 6. Yeah? Yep. And Illinois winning the head-to-head, so they get the nod at number 8. Moving on to the next tier, 7 is IU at 8 and 4. 6 is Iowa at 9 and 3. And at five is Michigan at nine and three. Hard got stop. No, got no. I mean, Michigan did boat race Indiana pretty bad recently. Yeah. Um, beat that's Iowa. true. But beat you can't Iowa. put but, uh, you can't put IU down with Illinois and nope. Michigan State. No, I think you're good. So okay, then moving up to the next tier at number four, Minnesota ten and two. I think it's fair to put them above Michigan, a, a different tier than Michigan. Yes. Yeah. At three, Wisconsin ten and two, and at Two is Penn State ten and two. Yeah, all three of those together, and then obviously, okay. obviously Ohio State number one. Okay, moving on. The final item for housekeeping: just some quick injuries. Luckily, only a few here. Ohio State cornerback Sean Wade is injured. Um, don't think he played in the last game. Uh, undisclosed injury, but he's questionable for the game. Hopefully, we see him out there. Wisconsin wide receiver AJ Taylor, of course, was in, injured last game. He's questionable. He's not out. So hopefully see him. And then, of course, Wisconsin cornerback Rashad Wild Goose, one of my favorite Big Ten names right now with the undisclosed injury, is also questionable. So that's the end of the, the injuries. Only three there, which is nice. That's nice. Want to see both teams at full strength, baby. All right. So I guess that gets us into the games. It does. It is week 15. Uh, this game takes place on Saturday, December 7th. There is one game. There are 12 teams idle this week in the Big Ten. Okay. So I guess that gets us to the pretty easy to vote on this one this week. Who is the Big Ten game of the week? Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with it. 
the number one ranked Ohio State Buckeyes at 12 and 0 come into Indianapolis to take on the eighth ranked Wisconsin Badgers at 10 and 2. This is on Fox, just how we like it. Line Buckeyes by 16 and a half over under 56. All right, yards per play differential, Wisconsin at a positive 1.9, Ohio State at a positive 3.4. So they've actually been creeping back down, down a, a little, little bit. bit as the competition has gotten much more fierce. Now, we already did the head-to-head recently, so we won't do that for these two teams. But we are going to do it. I, I'm going to talk about both these teams in the Big Ten championship game since that game started. Wisconsin's been in that game five times. They're 2-3 and three in the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State has only been in four times. They're three and one in these games. They've played twice head-to-head. Ohio State has won both of them. In 2014, remember the, the embarrassing game that, that projected Ohio State into the first college football playoff, a 59 to nothing drubbing of the Badgers. And then again in 2017, close game, 127 to 21. So we got some history here. Yes, there is. Uh, when the same two teams keep getting to the Big Ten Conference Championship, You'll probably get history quite a bit. Yes. Um, so 16 and a half point spread at 56 points uh, over under. Vegas is essentially saying 37 to 20 Ohio State. 37 to 20. Yeah, right. 37 to 20. Sure. Do you think Wisconsin's going to put up 20 points in this game? Let's see. The, it looks like these teams have played once this year. And the final score was Ohio State 38 to 7. Now, it was a pretty close game, though. What people forget, like it was basically three nothing going into halftime, and then Ohio State scored a late touchdown to make it ten nothing, and then they kind of opened it up in the third period there, the third quarter, and then you know it was still a fairly reasonable game. It was twenty four to seven, I think, at the end of the third, but then they poured on fourteen more points, so it wasn't like a blowout from the start. No. So it's good that you bring that up because that's factual. Uh, the other factual part of it is I believe the conditions played into that game yeah. quite a bit. So uh, Wisconsin had two turnovers in that game, and Ohio State had none. So can they score more than seven? Yeah, they can score more than seven. But can they score 20? So basically we're saying, do we think Wisconsin's going to get to three touchdowns? I think they can. I think it's possible. You don't think so? I'm, I can tell well, by your, the look on your face. Um, I tell you who. There's two big players that for Ohio State that if you're a Buckeye fan and if you want to see just because right now as a Buckeye fan, you're you're expecting a win. And I mean, yes. when you're a three and a, or two and a half point uh, or two and a half, excuse me, touchdown favorite, I think it's safe to expect a win in a game like sure. this. Um, if they are expecting a blowout, which will uh, keep them at the number one spot in the college football playoff rankings, right? They're, they they want to see a big win. Two players are going to, their health is going to play into this a lot. Number one is an easy one to point at. Justin Fields spent time in the tent. I think maybe it's, it's fair to say he has a bulky knee right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be as mobile. Okay. So that's a big deal. That's going to help out a lot. That's a big deal. Yep. Right. That That is not just a big deal. That's, that's huge. And can deal. I add to that? They they got after Justin Fields. This was the first game that I can remember where someone like actually got in his face. They sacked him five times and hurried him a bunch of times too. So if they can repeat that with a, a hobbled Justin Fields, yeah, we might be onto something here. Um, yes, and 
I tell you what, maybe I'm going off of a little bit of recency bias here, but the Wisconsin defense that I thought spent a decent amount of October and November looking just good. Yeah. You know, not amazing. Like yep. we saw the Wisconsin defense look the first six games of this year or, you know, parts of 2016 and 17 for that matter. Okay. Wasn't what the, what we saw for, for later in the season, but then that defense came back alive last week yeah. versus Minnesota. Sure. When they needed to. Yeah. So and that's a, that's something to look at for me. Another thing is it, it's, Sometimes it helps to play a team, even if you get beat pretty bad, to to have something on film and, and to be able to make adjustments. Are we seeing second time playing each other affecting the line in this game? Because what blew my mind was that it came out low. I thought it would be three touchdowns, to be honest okay. with you. And it's gone back. This started out at 17 and a half. It dropped a point mm. back towards Wisconsin. No kidding. That blows my mind. Yeah, I mean... Y- y- I have confidence in Paul Crist. I have confidence in Jim Leonard to to put together a good game plan. Okay, so the game plan that Wisconsin's going to have on offense, I'm gonna blow, I'm gonna blow your mind here. Okay? okay, I think they're gonna want to run the ball. Oh, you think so? So this gets my second injury of Ohio State. This one's a little bit that people don't know. You touched on it actually. Mm-hmm. Sean Wade, yeah. is huge to this defense. He is their. He's their Swiss Army knife. He's a linebacker. He's a safety. He's a slot corner when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. They sorely missed him last week versus Michigan. Still won by three touchdowns. Sure, they gave, gave up a lot of passing yards, though. They, I think Sean Wade was the reason why. Mm. Do I think they have to have Sean Wade to win this game? No, but I think they have to have Sean Wade to win this game convincingly. Okay. It's a big injury. It's a big it's something big to look for. Well, so speaking of the running game, Wisconsin could not run it last time they played. And and Ohio State pretty much just ran it right down their throats. So if if those two things happen again, it's gonna be another thirty eight to seven game. I probably sound like a broken record here with a lot of this stuff because a lot of what I'd say is who can run the ball and who can stop the run. Yep. And then throwing turnovers out because we don't really know. But really, I'm sorry. Again, can Wisconsin run the ball, and can they stop J.K. Dobbins from tearing them up? Absolutely. So you think they can? Well, both. No, I'm I'm saying that's to me that's the game. Oh yeah, okay. But I I don't know yet because again I I do have confidence in Paul Crest and I have confidence in Jimmy Leonard, but then I think, okay, if you had to take a head coach right now, between these two, who would you, who would you oh, prefer? Ryan Day. Ryan Day, right? Okay. He is a silent, rosy cheek assassin <laughs> with a quaff. With a great quaff. And if you had to pick a defensive coordinator between Jimmy Leonard and Jeff Halfley right now, who would you pick? That is a flip a quarter. It's yeah, it's pretty much a toss up, right? But what I think you're trying to make is we got we got a lot of good coaches. We got a lot staff. of good coaches. So, you know, Ohio State's guys are gonna be making adjustments too. One of the adjustments that we've heard is that there was uh um, a defender following a blocker to get to the the ball that other teams copied after that. Okay. So Wisconsin has said, we saw it. We've made an adjustment now. Okay. Some of the things that you see, that's what comes around to playing the same team uh, for the second time of the season, I mean. With that being said, the Wisconsin DBs were beat up going into the Minnesota game. I don't think they're all the way back. Is this a team that you want to have beat up DBs oh, going man. into? This is the last team in the conference you want 
beat up DBs. Maybe the last team in the country. Probably. Well, in LSU terms of Clemson is up there I was, for wide receiver talent. Well, I was going to say Alabama for, for yeah, wide Alabama receiver too. talent. Alabama yeah. Too. It's one of the last. So it will be interesting for me to see how aggressive Ryan Day is right from the start. Um, how aggressive the Badgers will be so that, on the defense. Because it all comes down to what you've already touched on. Can they get Justin Fields uncomfortable? Going to have to. Because if they but, don't, if, if, if it comes down to can my guy beat your guy when Fields is back there chucking it up, that don't speak well for mm-hmm. the Badgers in no. their secondary. But so so let's say they do get to Fields. You still got to stop Dobbins. There's just so much going on with this Ohio State team. And where you're saying there's a reason why I, th- there could be a reason that they're 12 and 0. Um so what I that's where I got to the cheat code thing with Dobbins because uh, Michigan was doing a decent job of defending Ohio State down the field and an okay job every now and then stopping Dobbins from yeah. gou- gouging him on the ground. Then they would just leak Dobbins out and throw the ball. Sure. To him. Oh, my God. I don't know how you stop that. There's, That's where the cheat code is with Dobbins. And so because of that, because they just have so many weapons, I think the thing that Wisconsin needs to do more than anything is get creative and take chances. It's, have to. The only way you're going to win this game is like trick plays, causing turnovers. You're. I don't think you can just play straight up and beat this team. Do an onside kick, maybe. Yeah. Get get, get but, but ultra. Then, I think if you talk to a coach, they'll say, "Yeah, you do that." Then you get too far outside of who you are as a football team. Hmm. It, it just doesn't work. I, I I think you would hear that a lot from coaches. So I have to think they're going to slow down Jonathan Taylor. And then again, you get to this scenario: is is Cone going to beat you? I know they've got some nice wide receivers, but I just don't see that happening. I the, they're going to have to they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to be creative here. They're going to have to simultaneously get to Fields while slowing down, because I don't think you're going to stop them while slowing down J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, it has got to be one with the front seven. But in that case. See, when you say taking chances, I think that comes more defensively for the Badgers. Like okay. creative zone blitzes out of six-man fronts because you can't just leave four guys in the back all the time. Those wide receivers will just shred you up. Yeah. But if you can if you can consistently, and you, it's going to have to be consistently, get pressure off of only four or five guys, that's where the game's won or lost. Sure. Because you got to get to fields – but you also gotta you gotta make sure Dobbins isn't killing you. Yeah, line. but with doesn't the, sound good, does it? With the Ohio State offensive line, I just don't see. I well, I don't know. The Badgers they can do that. They can get to the quarterback. But it, if you went Badger pass rush versus Ohio State offensive line, who would you take? I'm just I'm gonna take Ohio State. Me too. I mean, you can kind of go down the line. Quarterback, Ohio State. Yeah. If Running get, back is pretty much a toss up. That's fine. Uh, receivers, obviously Ohio State. Well. Badgers have good ones, but I would take Ohio State. Offensive line, close, but I'd take Ohio State. So Defensive line, Ohio State. Linebackers, Wisconsin. Close. Yeah. Don't you think? I would go Wisconsin, I think. If you give me – yes. Okay. And then defensive backs, Ohio Not State. Close. Yeah. Special teams, Ohio State. Yeah. There's a lot of things pointing towards Ohio <laughs> State here. So, with that being said, I do feel some points in this game. Feels like it's going to be – Exciting. You got a fast track. Yep. Right. So I'm going to take the over 56 and I'm going to take Ohio State to win by 
at least 17 points. I haven't settled on the score yet, but again, one time I picked not picking Ohio State to cover, and I regretted it. <laughs> so I'm picking Ohio State to cover. Yeah, I didn't do well with Ohio State this year. So let's um let, keep one thing in mind here. Ohio State is coming off of two huge games in a row, Michigan and Penn State. Wisconsin's coming off a big one, too, but they're coming off two. Now, since 2007, Ohio State versus Wisconsin, Ohio State is 10-1 and straight up and 8-2-1 and against the spread since 2007. I really like Ohio State here. Don't love the over, but I'm leaning over. And But you... But strongly like Ohio State to cover the six. I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. Now maybe I, we see something different, but maybe meaning maybe we'll see something different Saturday night. But I mean, I'd like to see a good game. That's what I probably want more than anything. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I enjoy watching closer football contests. First thing I want is to win money, but after that, I want to see a good game. Yeah. So I have a question here. Why not rotate this game outside of Indy? Where else? Where are we going to go? Minneapolis. I'd be okay with that. And I know you're going to laugh, but why not Detroit? Because it's Detroit. But look how close it is to so many teams in the footprint. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it there? Because of people getting murdered. Well, I mean, so you're going to lose a few people here and there. Big deal. It's generally something you want to avoid, I guess. You know, you're going to a football game. You're taking risks. You have to expect there's like a... You know, a 0.1% chance you're going to die yeah. at the game. Um, very much would like, obviously, the college football play. It was rumored that the college football playoff would come to Minneapolis, and then all of a sudden it got shot down. Uh, because they, they, those, they just the, like the media people don't want to come north for this. That's pretty much what it is. I think so. Yeah. I mean, they bitched like crazy about the Super Bowl, right? Yes, they did. That was annoying. It was. Well, folks, um, Got some bowl games after this, but that's about it as yeah. far as uh, we know, went over. Of, I told, we took, I yeah. told you I took the over. Not much, though, right? Yeah, six minutes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we better wrap it up then. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.